become so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right. Welcome back to the Comic Book Revolution podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rock. By my side, my platonic life partner, Kevin. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Doing well. Still, still coming off the high of the DC fandom. So I just I feel like I just exited the fandom, really. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. The fandom. Always a lovely place to be. On this episode, Kevin, we're going to be tackling... One topic that we did not handle in our overall fandom podcast, and it's Young Justice. Before we get to that, a little bit of housekeeping to handle. You can, of course, go download and listen to the Comic Book Revolution podcast on all podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon. Please make sure to rate and review us with five stars. It helps more people find the podcast, and we love to hear from everyone. You can, of course, go check out all of our reviews and features on the world of comic books and manga over at thecomicbookrevolution.com. And you can also download and listen to the Manga Revolution podcast on all podcast services. You can check out our Facebook page, the Comic Book Revolution Facebook page, for all latest updates. You can also follow the Revolution on Twitter at CB Revolution, and you can follow the Manga Twitter account at the Manga Podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rock2K's Revolution, and on Instagram at Rock2K's Revolution, and you, Kevin. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Kevin L07 on Twitter and Instagram on those two platforms, and yeah. Fantastic. All right, my friend, let's dive into it. We have from the DC Phantom they revealed that we're getting a fourth season of Young Justice, mm-hmm. and it's going to be titled Young Justice Phantoms. And the first two episodes have already dropped on HBO Max, so you can yeah. run out and watch them right now. And the episodes have focused on Connor Kent and Miss Martian's uh, wedding in Mars and with Beast Boy along for the fun. We're going to get a deeper dive into Martian Manhunter and Miss Martian's mythology. Um, along with uh, everything going on with New Genesis and Apocalypse. And um, it looks like, based on the trailer, Kevin, yeah. I'm going to throw to you since you've been watching it, but based yeah. on the trailer that I saw, mm-hmm. uh, we've got uh, Nightwing, we have Aquaman, we have Tigress, we have Zatanna, mm-hmm. we got Rocket. And from what we were told in Fandom, again, I've not been watching the series, but what they told us, we get the first 13 episodes every Thursday? Yes, every right? Thursday every Thursday from October 21st through December 30th. It's, okay. a, it's a similar schedule that they followed um, with the Young Justice Outsider seasons. That was season three. They dropped like 13, ep- they did like a 13 episode run, which is like half the season. Okay. And then right. they put the second half of the season uh, the following year. So that, that this seems like okay. that's what they're going to do here where they'll, they'll do the 13 episodes, the, uh, the first half of the season, and then they'll drop the 13 episodes probably like, like sometime next year, I'm guessing March or something like that. Okay. Because I think from from what they've said, and I seen Greg Weissman's Twitter account. Mm-hmm. The last time I checked, he said that they were still finishing up like episode 17 or 18 of that of the mm-hmm. season. 
mm-hmm. that was like a few weeks ago. So I'm guessing that right. they're still finishing up the season, but they wanted to come out with like at least the initial 13 to get excitement because it's been like I think over a year since the Outsiders ended. Yes, so it's been a while. So okay. Um, so I'm guessing that that's what they're doing, and and it still gives them time to finish up the second half of the season and put that out later. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. So, you know, Kevin, I watched seasons one and two because uh-huh. they were both on Cartoon Network. Yeah. And that was back in what was that? Back in the 2010. Yes. Right? Yeah, that was that was when it was uh, unfortunately yeah. canceled back then, and brought, but then they brought it back finally after a while. Yeah. So I I loved seasons one and two. Yeah. I never watched season three because I didn't have a DC Universe membership, mm-hmm. and that's where season three was located. I do have HBO Max, and that is now HBO Max is the home for season four. So now yeah, I'll be yeah. able to watch it again. But since I've not watched, I've only watched season one and two, and geez, I mean, that was years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. and I've not seen season three, I'm going to throw it to you to just kind of bring us up to speed and let us know what you thought of this yeah. segment. Yeah. So like, let me ask you this real quick before we get into that of what do you think of the trailer? Did the trailer get you invested of what you saw, like having seen season one and two of like possibly trying out um, Young Justice Phantoms or maybe catching up with Outsiders as well? Yeah, I I like the trailer. I thought the trailer was pretty solid. And I think it did. I think it did a good enough job getting someone like me who maybe missed out on Outsiders because I didn't have a DC Universe subscription. Uh Someone like me getting interested to kind of pop back in and see what's going on. Um, I think it was successful from that standpoint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, the outsider, the outsider season three is, is on HBO max as well. So, cause they have all the seasons now on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoyed the first two episodes. The first two episodes were definitely set up because at least in the initial, um, teasers and stuff like that in the trailer, we do get, um, like basically back to the core cast that we saw in season one at the end of season mm-hmm. one minus wally, wally west because like spoilers for season two wally west does sacrifice himself at the end to save everybody so that uh, from like a crisis level event kind of like what, what a normal flash <laughs> anytime yeah. there's like a crisis a crisis right. flash, there's always a flash that sacrifices himself so <laughs> wally west did end up dying there um so but but in terms of the rest of the core cast from se- at the end of that we got specifically at the end of season one, like episode 26, I believe, was that it was Nightwing, Aquaman, which is Calder, uh, Aqualad. He's like because uh, Arthur Curry has retired by season three, actually. And Calder has taken over as Aquaman and is one of the leaders of the Justice League. Um, and then we also have Tigress, Zatanna and Rocket, as well as uh, Connor Kent, Superboy, and Miss Martian. Um, so it seems like even the pro- all the promotional stuff that they've come out before the trailer got released, and even in the trailer, um, has shown that they're going to bring back at least a focus on them. Because after season one, they kind of went away from that, um, like you saw in season two, where it kind of went back to just the core. Really, the core was um, Nightwing, Miss um, Martian, and Superboy for a long time. They did br- eventually bring back in like Tiger, like. Uh, um artemis and calder and and wally west but they weren't as big a parts of the series as mm-hmm. as it was and that kind of continued in outsiders where they because they wanted to introduce a bigger cast they wanted to introduce the entire dc universe because they brought in tim drake as robin cassandra sandmark as uh wonder girl and blue beetle and all these other characters so like the cast really did expand the i think second season and even the third season of outsiders has been exploring those like all the rest of the dc universe which I, i'm glad about because it's opening up the DC universe to a greater audience that th- doesn't recognize these characters, like re- these characters or is familiar with them. 
Um, but it seems like now with Phantoms, now that they've expanded the DC universe so much that we're going to see a focus on each of the characters. And from what we got in the teaser, I'm guessing that one of the big reasons that Satana and Rocket are going to be focused on, and even Tigress, is that in um, the Outsider scenes, we did see that um, Ra's al Ghul was established in there as a minor spoiler, like the League of Assassins was given a little bit of a teaser that there's a bigger story going on. So I'm guessing that with Artemis slash Tigress, um, her story is going to be related to that, which also may bring back Jason Todd um, into it and with Red Hood, which I'm guessing. So I'm guessing that Tigress's story is going to be related to something going on with the League of Assassins, which would bring in Nightwing as well, since, since they did tease that Jason Todd is part of the League of Assassins in season three. I'm not going to give away how they did that, um so if for people that haven't watched outsider season like you rock um <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing that like nightwing and tiger specifically are going to be tied to that storyline aquaman maybe is tied into some of the justice league stuff and the and the overall team stuff and then zatanna might be tied into like the storyline that they have with um oh my god i always forget his name um but the like the main magic like use like villain i forget oh, man i wish i had the name off the top of my head but i don't um, but with the Dr. Fate and all the magical stuff that goes on in the, mm-hmm. this version of the DC universe, because they have actually tapped into the magic version of, or all the magical stuff of uh, of DC. Um, so I'm guessing that that's why Zatanna is going to be a bigger part of this season compared to like season two and three. Um, and then Rocket, she's always been out there with, with the Justice League. So I'm guessing that that's why they're bringing a focus on each of them and maybe like two, like they're going to pair up different characters and then like each of these like, the core cast from season one are going to be the leaders that like officially the leaders moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I saw from the trailer. And, um, but yeah, in general of that, again, that that's just my theories based on what we saw in the trailers um, and, and why we, we see like in the promo poster, um, like that core cast is in the promo poster as well, right. along with like Beast Boy. Um, and which, which kind of t- ties into these first two episodes, which, is actually kind of just focusing on Connor Kent and Miss Martian, which is interesting just because we actually initially get the Outsiders team uh, that Nightwing assembled. Um, we saw them that they're still living with Superboy and Miss Martian, but um, but Miss Martian and Connor Kent at the end of season three actually got engaged. And this is jumping one year after their engagement. And Miss Martian actually, like Martian, uh, like Mar- Martian tradition is that they have to get they have to have hold a ceremony in Mars. Um, so that's where we kick off here with Connor Kent and Miss Martian leaving Earth. And they actually bring bring along Beast Boy because Beast Boy is related to Miss Martian in this universe. Um, and then like kind of seen as a brother to a uh, little brother to her. Um, and so he get get is allowed to tag along with them. And kind of we see the exploration of like Martian mythology here. Cause I'm not Rock, I'll ask you this. How how big is Martian mythology in the comic books? Like with with uh, with Martian Manhunter and Miss Martian, it's not that big. I've seen it. Da- they've dabbled with it mostly over in uh, when John has gotten several of you know he's gotten several miniseries, mm-hmm. um, and kind of like in the twenty tens. Okay, and his the few miniseries they got in the twenty tens, they've dabbled with it, mm. but they've never. And, and the problem is a, a fair portion of it was during new 52 so i I don't who even knows yeah still used but you know you've had to hunt for it it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate but you've had to like actively seek out his miniseries to really get anything 
really interesting about his um his about backstory Martian mythology yeah it's kind of unfortunate uh yeah and so in in the comic books because you would know better than i would is john john jones like the last living martian or is he what or it has in the comic books has it been established that there's others still existing there are others they, they went ahead okay. and brought others back yeah okay so, yeah. so they're in the comic books they, they like john jones isn't like an extinct species like with miss right. martian correct yep yeah yep. so Got so it. they dig dig into this because they actually go into they actually go to Mars and they actually we actually see the entire society of the Martians there. Mm-hmm. And these first two episodes are just completely all on Mars outside of like the opening of of mm-hmm. uh, of the first episode. And mm-hmm. they like we spend um, like the entirety of this uh, first and second episode there with um, Connor Kent and Miss Martian like kind of interacting with Miss Martian's parents that are actually half white mark like her, her his her mom her dad is uh white martian while her mom mm-hmm. is like martian like the same race as uh john yep um so she's actually related to that's that's how uncle john like that's why martian manhunter is at her actual uncle mm-hmm. um so they they do that and they actually dig into a lot of um different races of Mar- martians kind of like on earth they have like red martians they have green oh. martians they have white martians and things like that it, has that been something oh, wow. that has been established in the comic books that do you know that that other than white got, martians and, got, and green martians green martians and then you've got the white martians who are the mean yeah. murderous kill you in, in an instant martian and mm-hmm. that's it that's it okay yeah because they actually do introduce red martians in here okay and they they do introduce that like the r- red martians white martians and green martians I, i'm not sure if there's others co- mm-hmm. color variants um but that they do actually interact with each other. Like Miss Martian, like I said, Miss Martian is uh parents are actually half white. She's half white Martian, half green Martian. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think is in the concrete. I think in the concrete, she's completely no. white Martian, correct? She's a white Martian. Yeah. Yeah. So so again, it's like they're adding stuff to the Martian mythology here. And like you get into like that and how like on Mars they communicate completely like through the mind. Um, right, right. As well. Mm-hmm. So like it's like she had to help Connor Kent and Beast Boy by tapping into that there's several moments where connor kent and and beast boy they don't take to that very well because like it's overwhelming with information because everybody's Mm -hmm. digging into your mind but at the same time because martian manhunter has been sending all of earth's like entertainment to mars Mm -hmm. like mars is a super huge pop culture fans like they love (laughs) anime they love the young justice they love all the social media so like and some uh-huh. of them have, are stuck in the 80s because they've only <laughs> watched all the 80s TV shows like <laughs> and stuff like that or 90s TV shows. And because because John, basically John Jones is the only um, has been the, the guy sending them through like a satellite, all this like right. Earth inter- entertainment. And they actually like take forms of like Earth earthlings and things like that, of, depending on what they're fans of. So <laughs> but, like they're all cost like all the Martians are cosplayers, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. So again, like again, they're just digging into that and like digging into the politics because we get into like some of the corrupt there's corruption going on in Mars with like the government some of the government is it into like how the Martians have advanced. And mm-hmm. and so again, I think with, with this, we don't get too much like farther advanced where like get a full conclusion of the wedding in these first two episodes is really very much discovering what um like being along with like Connor Kent and, and Beast Boy specifically and Miss Martian of like finding out why there's so much like drama going on on Mars right now. These right. like we don't get a conclusion of that, but we do get some dramatic moments of like a tease of Martian Manhunter's death. But in the second episode, it's confirmed that he doesn't die. Um, and and then that there's also somebody that 
that destroys the satellite that has been sending Earth's communications to um, to Mars has been destroyed. So they're like Connor Kent, Miss Martian, and Beast Boy are actually um, not able to communicate with the Justice League or or the Young Justice team either. So they like the so they're sending off some some uh, superheroes to Mars to find out, but that's going to take ten days to get to Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they are kind of stuck on their own there. Um, and through this, which I think this is what is going to be the big thing that brings Rock to watch this is going to be we find <laughs> out that actually the Legion of Superheroes are secretly on Mars as well, tagging along and watching Miss Martian, Connor Kent, and Beast Boy from a distance because they are in the um, specifically Saturn Girl, Fan, Phantom Girl, and Chameleon Boy. Um, and they have a secret mission because there's something very important that is going on in Mars that's tied to whatever happened in the future. And they mm-hmm. have, and some some bad guy came, like it seems like some bad guy came to the to the present to mess up the future. So that's why we have Legion of Superheroes, um, like spying on on the on the three super uh, young Justice members um, so far. So, um, is that does that sound like something that you would be interested in, Rock? If it would like now the Legion of Superheroes being brought into it, and I think I showed you the pictures of young uh, three, <laughs> three members. What do you think of their designs? And Heck is that something yeah. that interests you? Oh, I'm all over this. You're kidding me? No, wherever the Legion appears, uh, Rock is sure to follow. It's uh, it's just it's just yeah. the natural order of life. Uh, so <laughs> I will be. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm all over this for sure. And you showed me the character designs. Love it. It's great. My, of course, I'm I'm thrilled to see that the abomination known as the Brian Bendis Legion has been as quickly <laughs> forgotten. Uh, you know, it, it was it was a failed attempt of, of rebooting the franchise, which I won't go into it now because it'll take forever. But you can go to comicbookrevolution.com, click on Legion of Superheroes, and I have a wonderful article that outlines the hideously convoluted history yeah. and chronology of the Legion of Superheroes franchise. Go read it and you'll understand my problem with having rebooted, doing a full reboot. Yet again, that was mm-hmm. dumb. Anyhow, and the character designs were hideous, and the and the Bendis Legion was not very popular. That's why it died a quick death. But what's great to see in Young Justice, Kevin, is we get nice classic Legion of Superheroes Saturn Girl. She looks wonderful. She's not. Uh, she she looks modern yet clearly designed after the classic silver age look of mm-hmm. saturn girl i mean very much so you can tell uh, chameleon boy looks good as well i prefer the he's a little little buggy alien for my taste mm. but i can tolerate it it that is more like uh, uh later versions of chameleon boy than what we've historically gotten with him but that's okay that's okay mm-hmm. he l- still looks pretty darn good uh, Phantom Girl, that one gets a thumbs down from me. That mm-hmm. is a weird design, Kevin, that we've never gotten before. Okay. Ever, ever. Really? So, okay. Okay. So her design Phantom. is not a comic book nope. design at all. Nope. 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 Okay. Nope. She, she's, she's, uh, normally her entire history, she's been drawn as just, uh, kind of looks like Donna Troy, you know. Okay. Gotcha, uh, blue gotcha. eye, black hair, long black hair, blue eyes. Okay. And, uh, white costume all white costume mm. and she's always been drawn that way except for bendis's version they kind of made her like a like a pink a pink uh alien oh, okay with, like blue and 
pink hair, I think, or something like, I don't know. Something yeah. weird. It's, it's still not the version that we're getting in young justice. Okay. Still, Cause that's more like a, a ghost, like a, yeah, she looks, like she, she has, she has a more like Raven esque features. Yes. Uh, yes. Like I would say. Yep. 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 So that's a little different. Uh, but Hey, look, I'm, uh, I'm all in on yeah. seeing what we get. I think there's a chance we might be getting more of the Paul Levitt style yeah. Legion, which is the classic yeah. Legion. Everybody knows. Yeah, and and this is my question as for you for you as somebody that just watched the first two seasons of Young Justice. Um, what do you think of this version of Young Justice of the DC universe that you've experienced thus far? Is that has have you liked the, uh, how they how they've adapted the DC universe and like mo- like modernized it for this yeah. that, that time period? Yeah, actually, I like it. I, I I think what they've done has been pretty intelligent. Um, none of it. You can tell that the writers in charge like the DCU. Yeah. And aren't like just going to crap all over it and put mm-hmm. all this new stuff on it without regard for the DCU history. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it has been, I will say, tastefully modified. Yeah. Uh, for the future. I like it. I think it is, it is well done with proper respect to uh, what's come before. So, so going like just looking at the designs for the Legion of Superheroes and having, like I said, on, you've only experienced the first two seasons. Right. Like, do you have some like confidence going in, like, hey, they, they, they could do a good job even without knowing what how they, they are portrayed in these first yeah. two episodes since you haven't watched them yet? Yeah, I haven't watched them, but I feel I feel pretty good. I think that Young Justice has always done a good job handling the characters, mm-hmm. all the characters involved mm-hmm. with the proper amount of respect for their for their continuity. Yeah. For their position in the DCU. I think they've always done a really good okay. job about that. Um, so I have faith in this creative team to properly give us a Legion of Superheroes that yeah. isn't just like, you know, Brian Bendis's Legion. <laughs> yeah, no, for, no, for sure. No, I, I understand. And I'm not going to spoil how they integrated into the third season. Cause are you going, are you thinking of watching the third season um, before? So to like, yeah, it, is the third season going to be mandatory viewing for me to get? Uh, so, so there's going to be probably a lot of plot elements for like, from yeah. what I saw in the teaser trailer, there's, they're definitely continuing on because, like I mentioned before, that this uh, f- first two episodes they jump one year ahead of what the how the third season ended, which was okay. uh, like where, when um, Connor and and Miss um, Martian got got engaged. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do think it's going to be mandatory, so that way you don't get lost okay. in why why like like uh, Artemis is Huntress and like right. Calder Calder is not Aqualad; he's Aquaman now, and things like okay. that. Just because they do jump in like about what is it? Five, I believe five years in into the future or and stuff like that so there's a lot of yep. like plot elements because they even mentioned in this just uh, like minor spoilers about like the stat, the stat i'm not going to give away what his status quo is but geoforce is a major part of season three and his role like what the decision that he makes at the end of season three looks like is going to be heavily impacted what what's going to happen in season four with because tara is also in this in the show as well just to let you know um so okay. they are definitely going to tackle the status quo of Geoforce heavily in the season, most likely, because okay. he, he does impact a lot of the stuff that's going on with Apocalypse and mm-hmm. also the new gen- new Genesis, because they are they have like Young Justice, especially in season three, went heavy on like the new Genesis, new gods, Apocalypse stuff, and the technology that, that and that technology. Um, so I do recommend watching season three because 
the legion of superheroes aren't a big part but they do a, like i believe it's saturn girl that appears at the very end of season uh, like the last episode as a like a cameo but that's the right. teaser the teaser that legion of superheroes are in the present for some reason right going into it i'm not going to tease how she appears but she does have like a, a cameo appearance at the end of the season three to kind of that's teasing basically their appearance in here and that actually i was very glad that they appeared right away at the beginning of season four just because they're like establishing legion of superheroes is something to watch because like everybody was coming into the season not sure what the legion of superheroes role is going to be is it going to just continue being cameos is it just Mm -hmm. like for the fan for the fans or are they going to play an important role in in this season and it seems like they are going to be playing an important role moving forward for phantoms like they might not appear in every episode but like anytime they appear like especially saturn girl phantom girl and chameleon boy we don't know if any of the other legions of superhero teams are but right. at least these first two episodes kind of gave the idea that anytime they appear, it's going to be very important to the overall plot that's going on in Young Justice. Okay. All right. So does that Perfect. sound exciting to you? Yeah, I, I'm, I am all in for that. And I like that they keep tradition alive. Saturn Girl is always the Legionnaire who is the first mm-hmm. to appear. That's yeah. like the trade. If, tra- if there's going to be a Legionnaire traveling back to the past for the first time, mm-hmm. it's going to be Saturn Girl. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she is. I believe I like she, they did that. I, I believe she is the the character that makes a cameo appearance as the Legion, the one that shows the Legion that she's wearing a Legion ring in secret. Right. Um, as a cameo appearance in the last episode of the previous season. Now, what legitimately shocks me though, mm-hmm. this is a legit shock. I'm not gonna lie. I like they kept her to be the first, but it is always whenever the Legion first appears, I mean, take it to the bank. It's Saturn Girl. It's Cosmic Boy. Mm-hmm. It's Lightning Lad. It's like just that's just the way it is. And the so, fact that they threw in Chameleon Boy and Phantom Girl, which to people who don't follow the Legion are not main characters of the yeah. Legion at all. Okay. Yeah. But but are, it, it, does that disappoint you or are you are you cool with uh, like that actually like those two characters getting attention? No, I look. I, uh, as a diehard Legion fan, I love all my children. Equally. <laughs> I love all yeah. Legionnaires equally. There is not a, except for Quizlet. He can die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should be laughing at that, but I'm going to laugh at that. Right <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, I love them all. So I'm, I'm totally cool with uh, mixing it up. But honestly, sometimes it gets boring with the, I mean, it's, it's cause of the original three Legionnaires. It's those are the original three. Okay. So they're kind of like the Batman, Superman, Wonder yeah. Woman of the Legion franchise, you know. So nothing wrong with shaking it up a little yeah. bit. Don't always have to be the same three. Oh, that, that's totally understandable. And that, that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you about it. Because, again, I know that you're a big Legion fan. And I want to get, I think, Young Justice, especially out with outsiders of how much they dig into, like, the new gods, new Genesis, mm-hmm. and, like, apocalypse um, storylines. I think you'll, you'll enjoy outsiders. And then, like, going into these first two episodes, like I said, it, it, they are heavy into the Miss Martian and Connor Kent's uh, wedding as the... Mm-hmm. driving force of why we go to mars but like we yeah. get into a lot of mars mythology which i think is very cool just going back to that is that because we don't i haven't seen that explored at all i have no idea what the politics of mars was because all i know is the martian manhunter really like to me like that's the only martian that i know and some mm-hmm. white Martian that the white martians are always positioned as bad guys and i yep. it's interesting in these first two ep- like these first two episodes that that's not how this universe this dc universe is established with the white martians green martians and we have now red martians as well mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of po- politics and i'm glad that they're giving a chance for like miss martian and martian manhunters 
like mythology to be explored in new ways that we like even the conflicts like i think you mentioned that the conflicts haven't even really explored so it's almost like an open book like they could do anything yeah. they want with this and it's a freedom that may, they may not have with other characters that have more established histories in the conflicts that they're they're tapping into where with miss martian and Matt, martian manhunter they have none of that so they are almost able to do their own thing yep and i and you say that uh, what i'm interesting is this trailer from what i've put together is that we're going to spend a lot on apocalypse and new genesis right mm -hmm. yeah yeah we and have with, uh, oh, what were you gonna say well with apocalypse you get dark side yes and this is why it makes perfect sense to weave the legion of superheroes into the story at this particular point okay because for my money uh dark side is you can't talk about dark side without talking about the legion of superheroes because hands down the greatest of all time legion of superheroes story by far not even close is the great darkness saga from paul levitz and keith giffen oh, that's from okay that's from uh yeah that that came out in uh it came out in 1982 so for all of yeah. you who have the dc universe subscription go check out legion of superheroes volume two mm. and it runs from number 287 to number 294 it also includes annual number one and annual number three, go read it. Yeah, it is phenomenal. It is amazing, and that's the that is yeah. by far the most iconic and greatest of all Legion superhero story arcs, no doubt. And so, it 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 forever ties Darkseid to the Legion franchise. And so okay. I think I kind of dig that this is this part of the story where they decided to bring the Legion in. Yeah, because uh, the Sod is also in the second episode. Does make an appearance in the second episode. Yep. Um, so, um, so he he's teased to be involved in the Martian politics as well. Um, okay. So just like again, I'm not sure how big he's in that, but it, like he is an appearance in here, just continuing that connection of Apocalypse and Darkseid, like manipulating things going on because he is like a big part of like season three as well. Like they address him and like they've been slowly like each season has been building up Darkseid as the big bad of this series, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think. Finally, after like three seasons of buildup of this, we're finally going to deal with whatever the big end game plans for Darkseid is. That's my hope. Yep. And that's kind of what the, this season, it seems like. And maybe like the story that line that you just uh, mentioned, I think that probably will be a big influence on this season. It seems like if they are including the Legion and maybe they're going to combine that with like the like a crisis like uh, event yeah. type thing. Yep. So so that, that's going to be very interesting. And I think the last thing that I want to just mention too for this episode of like um, with this review is that we see a more evolution of Beast Boy. So I know a lot of people are familiar with just the uh, Teen Titans Go and Teen Titans uh, Beast Boy. And I think that's been the most iconic version of it. So they have very much, they have very much twisted this version of Beast Boy to be very different. Um, right. So he's much more mature. He's a more mature character. He's actually the leader of the outsiders that are basically like the Teen Titans, but right. they're titled outsiders in this because he has like Wonder Girl, Blue Beetle and other younger characters in in his team and he's actually had to grow up a lot because he's mm -hmm. not just like the joke like the co comic relief he's actually the leader of the team mm -hmm. and so we in in this um uh first two episodes we kind of see more tapping into that of like how the like those responsibilities of being a leader has like like put a toll on beast boy and so we see him more contemplative and he kind of almost leaves earth hesitantly but he goes there because miss martian is is a big sister to him but he, you constantly see throughout these two episodes that he's still thinking of Earth, he's thinking of his team, that he's like, 
man, I shouldn't have left my team because I'm the leader. And like, but then he's like, I, the team is going to be fine. The team is going to be fine. And it, and he, it almost feels like he said that the team is fine without him as the leader. So, um, so there, and there, and there's some drama, like there's some stuff going on with him and his uh, relationship with uh, a princess that he's been in a relationship with because he's not in a relationship with Terry. He's in a relationship with another side character. I think I, I forget her name, but she's, she was introduced in the first season. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see how they continue evolving Beast Boy's character because this is definitely not the Beast Boy that most fans know and recognize. Right. He is a very different character. Um, yeah. So, and I and I'm glad that Young Justice is taking those chances to actually adapt the characters. Give like uh, Greg Sipes, which I think who is also the voice of of uh, Beast Boy in in the Teen Titans Go cartoons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm glad that he's getting a chance to portray a different version of Beast Boy that's more mature. That's not. Right. The same comic relief he does a lot of comic relief stuff he is still the comic relief of this episode he does, right with, with uh giving in some comedy but there's a lot of moments where he's like contemplative of like his responsibilities and like man i just left earth and i'm gonna be gone for like three months and things like that so i'm, I'm glad that they're trying out new things with a character that has been so defined by the teen titans animated series it's funny you mention that because i like to think about how everyone's view of characters and franchises is so obviously tied to when you were a kid and mm-hmm. what you're first exposed to and all that kind of stuff right because my two boys when teen titans go first aired kevin they were nine and six so for them the teen titans go beast boy is beast boy like that's beast boy mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, so sure. funny but but i was raised and you were raised with the more Serious Beast Boy. Like, I was raised yeah. with the George Perez, Marv Wolfman Beast Boy. Yes. Yeah, totally different, you know? Yeah. It's a- <laughs> but, but and then it's also, the mo- and in the modern age, like, even the comic book modern age, yeah. like, the Teen Titans go, Teen Titans version of Beast Boy is the dominant version now. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's what almost every writer is inspired by now. Oh, even yeah. Like, even, like, Jeff Johns, when he was writing uh, Teen Titans, it was, he was, that, that was his version. You got it. Yeah, it's so. just, it's just. It's just very funny to think about it. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's interesting, and it would be actually interesting to see if your your sons how they would react to this version of Beast Boy, like with like right. that re- really like with outsider. That's where like outsiders establishes Beast Boy as like this type of character because mm-hmm. like I think he was in the second season as a younger kid. That's um, right, if you remember, yeah. and he was still mm-hmm. like that jokey character. Yeah, that you remember, but in the third season, yep. they they definitely age him up and make him more bring him into the leader maybe like more like the War- marv wolfman and mm-hmm. um george perez version so it would be interesting to see what your your sons think of right? this version and you watching <laughs> it with with him with them like him actually stepping up and like not talking not talking crap to them but like talking right. like ca- calling out like nightwing and other uh-huh. characters like other adult characters like you guys aren't doing it right i'm going to go off on my own i'm going to assemble my own team and i'm going to actually be successful with and he, they don't do it in like like I, I originally thought he, they were going to do it like position him as an antagonist, but it's more like setting him up as a leader. So it's going, it, it, it's fun, and I'm, I'm very interested to see where they go with with Beast Boy because he's definitely been a character that I've been surprised that I got behind mm-hmm. so as much as I have. Nice, that's cool. So, but yeah, I think those are the first two episodes, and the only like I guess the only criticism I really do have is that I, I kind of do wish we saw where the rest of the team is because we don't see Nightwing in this, we don't see Aquaman, we don't see Tigress, we don't see Zatanna or, or Rocket. But they are established in the opening credits as the as the other characters that are going to be spotlighted in the season because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. the only other characters that are actually in the intro sequence. So I'm guessing that the next like future episodes we're going to see those characters involved. It, it, but it is disappointing that we didn't actually see them at right. least 
teased or like at least a brief appearance of where, where they're at in these right. first two episodes. Because I do wish that we did, like, especially since they only released two episodes, mm-hmm. I kind of wish they did release an episode that showed where the rest of the characters are because it's very much Miss Martian, Connor, or Connor Kent, Superboy, and Beast Boy f- focus for this. Fair enough. That's yeah. a fair point to make. Yeah. But we and on that on that the other side too, like some some DC fans, especially of the modern age, will be happy that um, we do see like Halo in here. We do or like at the beginning opening, and we also find out that Harper Rowe is going to be part of this season. Oh, okay. And yeah. and then also her brother, because Harper Rowe and her brother are living with Miss Martian and and Superboy. Oh, as like okay. yeah, and they're, they're getting trained by by the Young Justice the team now, like as up up and coming superheroes. So. Mm-hmm. So, like, fans of the modern age comic books and Harper Rose character will be happy to find out that they're continuing on because they introduced her in the first season and the third season. Nice. And it seems like now they're integrating her and make, eventually, maybe, hopefully, she'll be Bluebird. Nice. Not bad. So, yeah. Not but, bad. But, yeah, I, I think that, that pretty much sums it up. And I just, like, we just wanted to do this quick episode because Young Justice is my fan favorite. And I want to bring Rock into this, too, because... The, the legion ties as well and see if i could get him invested in this season and maybe catch up as well and and see about maybe we'll review the season once it like this the first yep. 13 episodes wrap up maybe we'll do a review and see how things go with like the legion ties with the yeah how young justice phantoms is like builds up the apocalypse stuff and things like that heck yeah it's gonna yeah. happen yeah. Done. awesome all right kevin awesome. well awesome thank well, you for educating you. me and getting me excited for this season. I will yeah. absolutely be watching season three so I can dive into season four and watch it on a weekly basis. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad and I we'll be back at, at the end of at the end of the 13 episodes. We will be doing a podcast to discuss what what we thought of uh, the first 13 episodes. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Kevin. As always, everyone. You can check out the podcast on all podcast services. Again, please rate and review with five stars. Uh, we love to hear from everyone. And of course, check out the latest going on at comicbookrevolution.com. Kevin, good time as always, my friend. And until next time, viva la revolution.